Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. saw you had last chance library down there i couldn't remember if you had read that or not it was it sounded yeah, it was super me familiar recommended it okay because i think i got it at barnes noble for one of those like buy two get one yeah. free things mm-hmm. and i read it for my book club yeah and it was really enjoyable are you liking it yeah it's super delightful yeah I, so i delightful is the right word for that book yeah so my um my book journal, obviously I copied yours, so April is locations, and I was like, yeah. I've read like seven books, and none of them have had locations in the name of it. Wait, is April locations? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so I I finished my creating my book journal a month in, like I was already in January, and mm-hmm. you had done it in December, so I moved all mine down oh, one. Okay, because I was about to be like, oh my god, did I pick the wrong thing for this month? <laughs> no, no, no. So I think I moved... December to January gotcha. because I had like finished January already and I was like well it's not fair that I like didn't know so then I moved all of them down one yeah so locations is April and I was like I haven't picked anything with a location in yeah it. so I was like library and I just saw it like on the it was like in the new reads when I walked mm-hmm. into the library and I was like oh perfect just grab that oh that's nice yeah How serendipitous mm-hmm I was having a panic moment for a second. <laughs> the one I read last month for that was um, The Family Upstairs. Okay. Because like, I was like, upstairs is a location. I know. I was like trying to get creative. I was like, mm, do any of these count? And I was like, no. No, that prompt is like really fun, but it's been really challenging. Yeah. Because like this month was like big, small. Yeah. That's my next month. Yes. Because we're one week or one mm-hmm. month difference. But I was literally like, I'm looking at my bookshelves. I'm like, I have nothing. Yeah. With the words big huge little small Mm -hmm. nothing (laughs) and so I was like struggling and then a friend of mine recommended a book to me so I just got it from the library Mm -hmm. I need to finish it before the month is over I I know (sighs) I have like no time and I gotta finish the book I'm still reading the bone shard daughter I still have (sighs) my reading has been so bad the last this entire month of April it's been a shit show yeah for me if I start the book with the word big in it this month and mm-hmm. finish it early may i i'm counting it counting it i'm fine yeah we have grace it's all good <laughs> but <laughs> these pressures we put on ourselves i know it's like literally i'm the one who made this up it's not a big deal if i don't do it <laughs> so um yeah Reading's been hard this month. It really has been. Or at least just the past two or three weeks. Which is crazy because I've, I've read... It's been like this since we got back from our trip. Yeah. I've read seven books this month. and have I you really? But I still feel like I'm struggling to read. I don't know why. <laughs> have they been like really short books that you've been finishing or something? No, I think there's been a mix. But I just... I don't know. Maybe I, have, I just like haven't had the, the, the desire of mm. like wanting to like really... You know, stay up all night and read. Yes. I think that's what's missing. I absolutely agree with you. I have finished, let's look at this, three books this month so far. (laughs) Just three. You'll finish. You'll finish four. Uh, Hopefully, I should be able to get four for sure. Mm -hmm. Four and a half. Yeah. With the other one. 
It was my birth month, okay? It's We've been fine. running around. Busy. Busy. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 15 mm-hmm. called On the Battlefield. And boy, was it. Oh my gosh. Okay, and we did chapters 69 through 74. This was so intense. Oh my gosh, yeah. This like, was, like, I thought the Adriata battle was intense. I thought, I'm trying to think, did we have other battles? I can't even remember. Like, Valaris. Oh yeah, Valaris. But no. We had some, we had a few, like, in the previous chapters. Nothing compared to this. Nothing. Like, twists, turn, everybody's involved. This was a cliffhanger for us. Sorry yes. that this was where the chapter <laughs> count ended this week, but holy smokes. I know. Okay, let's do it. Chapter 69. Okay, and also, literally every sticky, summary sticky I have is the screaming. Ah, sticky, because I don't know how else to express myself right now. Also, on just like, this is super random, but not really. (laughs) Anytime Sarah J. Mass is like a chapter 69 in her books, I'm always like, is it going to be weird and kinky in this chapter? (laughs) Just. Has she done that historically? I don't think so, but my mind. Mystic Fury is right there. Go to chapter 69. Okay. And tell me, because I'm curious. We at least have Mist and Fury right here. Because when we were in chapters 54 and 55 in this book, I remembered that in the, obviously, those chapters yes. referenced in Mist and Fury. That's Ferris chapter. Let's see. Oh, is it the last one? Yeah. Okay, so nothing weird and kinky Nothing there. weird and kinky. I know I know. She the, she's not like a weird and kinky person, but in my head I was like, she <laughs> oh, writes, she's, she she's writes kinky. smut. Yeah, she's kinky, but she's not like, oh, 69, mm-hmm. ha 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 thing. But in my head I was <laughs> like... Ooh, I wonder if this is going to be a kinky chapter. Does she have teenage boy energy? <laughs> I know. I don't know why that crossed my mind. That's so funny. But anyways. Um, see, that crosses my mind when I see chapters 54 and 55, because I feel like that's her version of 69. Yes. Anyway. I thought that when I was reading last time, 54 <laughs> and 55, I was like, ooh, are they going to be the similar? No. No. They weren't. But not at all. Anyways. Um, okay. So summary for this chapter is the inner circle has some final moments together before the battle with Hybern begins. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? I love their final moments together. It's like the court of dreams before all hell's about to break loose. Yeah. Um, I just, I love Reese and Farrah so much at the end of this, both just trying to impress the other with the creatures they got on board. <laughs> I was like, what the, come on guys. Yeah. So. There was, you can see, I have a lot of like these blue stickies. These are all feels yep. stickies for me. So many feels in this chapter. So many. I feel like there's one of these pages that we're just literally gonna mm-hmm. straight read. But yep. anywho, so where we last left off, they had just winnowed all the humans mm-hmm. out of that territory and now they're gonna go try to fight Highburn. And so they're like on the path to there and. As they're traveling, they're realizing that, like, Hybern is just on a destruction path. He's just yeah. literally, there aren't even people there to kill, mm-hmm. but he's just destroying everything. And it feels so ominous to, like, walk through that because you know you're going towards the thing that did this. Yeah. And they go through Farrah's old town. Yes. That one is... very specifically is just destroyed. Mm-hmm. And you made it, like, personal by destroying all the personal details that got our family manor, which is... Yeah. It's so sad. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, while they're traveling, so Feyre and Nesta get, like, dressed for battle. They're Mm -hmm. in some Illyrian leathers, which is nice. Um, And they got some knives strapped to them. And now we go to Elaine. (laughs) This just cracked me up. She's just, like, scandalized (laughs) seeing her sister in pants. I love it, though. It's it's very, it's very Elaine. Yes. And it's sweet. 
So Cassian tries to give Elaine a knife so that mm-hmm. she has some kind of protection as they like enter war. Right. She, and she refuses it. Mm-hmm. But then Asriel comes in. Oh my gosh, I love it. You love it? Tell me about it. I know you love Az. I, I do. Every Az moment, I'm like, oh, I love it. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. So he offers a truth teller. He says, it has never failed me once. Some people say it is magic and will always strike true. It will serve you well. Cassie engawked at Azrael, and I wondered how often Azrael had lent out that blade. Never reset from where he finished buckling his own weapons. I have never once seen Azrael let another person touch that knife. Not even borrow, touch, touch that knife. And I'm like, he just willy-nilly gives it to Elaine. Oh, but it's not willy-nilly. I mean, but like... To that, but like... No. <laughs> no, he's got a... There's definitely something brewing for Azrael. And Elaine takes it. I know. That was, I honestly, I, that felt more surprising than yeah. just Asriel even offering the knife. Because mm-hmm. we can tell he has a soft spot for Elaine yeah. and he wants her to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Elaine, who was vomiting on the path mm-hmm. with this destruction, who refused the knives and blades from other people, was like, okay. I'll take it. Because it comes from you. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. No. But um, I love Painter Feyre makes an appearance, mm-hmm. and I love this. She said, I saw the painting in my mind, the lovely fawn, blooming spring, vibrant behind her, standing before death, shadows and terror looking over his shoulder, light and dark, and the space between their bodies, a blend of the two, the only bridge of connection, that knife. I'm like, the imagery, Feyre. That's so good. I love it. And I love how SJM uses Feyre's painter mind to be like, really artistic in her descriptions because mm-hmm. I feel like if an author just like randomly wrote that yeah. we might like roll our eyes a little mm-hmm. bit but because it's Painter Feyre yes we're like yes <laughs> that's a good point Let's so see. this is the last time they're all gonna be together before battle oh my gosh yeah so Feyre said I realized I would not get that last night with him last night that had been the final night and I just was like stop <gasps> and then we get Reese's pep talk which I'm like Dying over here. Dying. So they all gather around, and Reese says, do you want the inspiring talk or the bleak one? And Amarin answers, we want the real one. The real one! Stop. All the feels. Okay, do you want to read this whole thing? Please do. You want me? Okay. Reese is your man. I do love him so much. So, then Reese dives in. It says, um, I believe everything happens for a reason. Whether it's decided by the mother or the cauldron or some sort of tapestry of fate, I don't know. I don't really care, but I'm grateful for it, whatever it is. Grateful that it brought you all into my life. If it hadn't, I might have become as awful as that prick we're going to face today. If I had not met an Illyrian warrior in training, I would not have known the true depths of strength, of resilience, of honor and loyalty. If I had not met a shadow singer... I would not have known that it is the family you make, not the one you're born into, that matters. I would not have known that it is truly what it is to truly hope, even when the world tells you to despair. If I had not met my cousin, I would never have learned that light can be found in even the darkest of hells, that kindness can thrive even amongst cruelty. If I had not met a tiny monster who hoards jewels more fiercely than a fire drake, my own power would have consumed me long ago. And if I had not met my mate, I would have waited 500 more years for you, a thousand years. And if this was all the time we were allowed to have, the wait was worth it. 
I believe that everything happened exactly the way it had to so I could find you. We have, and then he goes to, he looks at her sisters and says, we've not known each other for long, but I have to believe that you were brought here into our family for a reason too. And maybe today we'll find out why. And then he addresses them broadly and they all like link hands. And he says, we will walk onto that field and only accept death when it comes to haul us away to the other world. We will fight for life, for survival, for our futures. But if it is decided by the tapestry of fate or the cauldron or the mother that we do not walk off that field today, the great joy and honor of my life has been to know you, to call you my family. And I am grateful more than I can possibly say that I was given this time with you all. brought me to tears when I was reading it. I just was like sitting quietly on the couch sobbing and Richard casually obviously walks in on the moment I'm sobbing and he's just like what is wrong with you and I'm like literally do not interrupt this moment this man has trumped you in many ways so like <laughs> give, him, give him his respect. Um, but it's just I love the like intentional moments with each of them it's not just these like broad statements he has those too but it's like it's so personal and it's just like each lesson that he's learned and just so sweet i love it so much now we're going on to the battlefield yes so um but i can't imagine like how intimidating it must be to see all of hybrid's army and just know how severely outnumbered they are yeah like, Asriel isn't fighting, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but he says he's going to try to use his shadows to find the cauldron, and Reese isn't going to be able to go with Farah to look for the cauldron because the king will detect him, and I'm just like, this is, I'm nervous. This is this will not end well. Everything is so scary. I know. Like, Cassian is, like, giving the lowdown, but, like, it's not very hopeful. No. Like, there's no real way to win like i think reese asked him how long do you think we have and eventually he says a few hours <laughs> what um i need a winning team over here <laughs> I know. like how dare you yes only last a few hours step it up yeah. <laughs> this is my fantasy book like I please <laughs> like jesus like i know we're coming towards the end of this book but like give me a happy ending yes <laughs> um so let's see so basically this is like how normal wars go in or battles go in like Prithian, I guess, is yep. that the magic fights first. So yes. like everybody's launching their magic. So all the high lords except Reese start attacking the shields that Hybrin's put up and yes. vice versa. So it's like your Amran's like, This is the boring part, basically. <laughs> which I was like, Of course Amran would find this boring. She would. Um, so that happens. I love it. And then so the magic is like starting to like falter a little mm-hmm. bit so they're we're getting to a magic on magic breaking point mm-hmm. and this is when Feyre and Reese start to one-up each other yes. as you put it and I love it I just I think it's so cool in this moment right the shields are wobbling and she just turns to him and she goes I never got you a mating present I've been thinking and thinking about what to get you and it's just like if you were just listening to that you're like is this, is this the time like is this the time that's for what us I was thinking I was like about this? this is this is what you're bringing up now Farrah, of all the conversations <laughs> of all the things. what where are you going with this yes and so then she goes but I'll admit this mating gift is probably for both of us and then the shields come crashing down and a glamour she had in place disappears And then it says, before our front line, a cloud of darkness appeared, writhing and whirling on itself. 
for standing before Highburn. Oh, sorry. So there's the smoke that's whirling. And then everybody almost pauses in surprise because next to that, a male figure appears in the smoke. And it's the bone carver. So we have Bryaxis and the bone carver. Jay chilling in front of our army like, let's go. Oh, my gosh. Such a badass moment. I know. I can't believe she glamored them this whole time. It's like she's totally depleted of magic and she has yep. enough to just glamour them. I love, love it, it, though. And it's just like, it's such a fun picture because I picture Bright Axis not as like, like we know he's a big thing of smoke. I don't picture him like a human-sized thing of smoke. No. I picture him like a house-sized thing of smoke. I, I picture him like the um, magical beasts kind of as the, um, oh shoot, what's the... Oh, the, mm, mm. you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. It's like, whatever the heck Credence is. Yes. I know it. The black, that black The mask. black smoke. I'm yeah. thinking of like the black smoke everywhere kind of thing. Yeah. I imagined bigger. Like I, cause I think Bright, I picture Bright is filling this bottom of the library and mm-hmm. just like taking up a lot of space. Yeah. I don't know why. But I just, I think the image of this like big swirling thing of smoke mm-hmm. next to a man-sized creature. Yeah. It's just kind of funny, but mm-hmm. at the same time, knowing who they are is terrifying. Yeah. So, and we find out how Feyre got the bone carver out. Finally, we get a little bit more about the Ouroboros. Yes. Um, and what she faced. So, yes. I well, like that. Well, specifically with the carver, apparently she had almost like snuck him out by making him look like an Illyrian soldier. Mm-hmm. So, that's what he looks like right there. Yeah. Um, so, we get that, but then... Right, Feyre retrieved the Ouroboros, mm-hmm. Reese asked about it, and he asked her what she saw. Which she said she's, that's the one thing she's probably never going to show him. Right. Well, like, I think the actual image, yes, mm-hmm. but I I loved even, like, her, like, mental monologue about the experience, because yeah. I felt like you were like, that was it? Yeah. But we learned, it, it was a little bit more intense than just, mm-hmm. I walked up these stairs and grabbed the mirror. Yeah. Um, let's see. So it had, um, I just really like this quote. So it says, it was perhaps the one thing I would never show him, anyone, how I had cowered and raged and wept, how I had vomited and screamed and clawed at the mirror, slammed my fists into it, and then curled up, trembling at every horrific and cruel and selfish thing I'd beheld within that monster within me. But I had kept watching. I did not turn from it. And when my shaking stopped, I studied it. All of these wretched things, the pride and the hypocrisy and the shame the rage and the cowardice and the hurt. Then I began to see other things, more important things, more vital. And then she says, and what I saw, I think, I think I loved it, forgave it, me, all of it. And I just, I think that's so beautiful. It really is. Because it's so hard, like anybody having a moment of Mm self-reflection is so hard. And to be like so deeply confronted with it Mm -hmm. and love yourself in spite of, it's just I just think to it's love beautiful. the bad parts is always so it's beautiful, beautiful, yeah. So, were you satisfied with her experience? I was happier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was happy that we got at least like a little deeper dive into yeah. it. Yeah. So yes. Um, and then so after Feyre does that, Reese reveals the Weaver. Yes, he goes. Looks like you beat me to it. Striga. The Weaver. The Weaver. Gosh, I hate the Weaver and, so much. Yes, but. She has Ianthe's jewel on her head. And I, I love that. Love it, love it, love it so much. <laughs> oh. She's like, I thought it was pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we learned, like, that's why Helion was in the middle of that yes. day. Because he had bargained on behalf of Reese. Which makes so, sense. Yes. Glad we tied that loose mm-hmm. end over there. Mm-hmm. So basically, he, the Reese has offered the Weaver her freedom for her help. 
Yes. So I would not want that creature on the loose after this, but oh well. Nope. Here's it's a hoping. problem for another day. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, hey, if you can live through today, yeah. we'll deal with that then. Yeah. So <laughs> this is a very interesting battle to be. It is. But I love the ending of this. Um, Feyre says, Hybern has no idea what the hell that's about to rain down upon them, do they? And Reese goes, here's to family reunions. I love that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. So chapter summary summary is the battle against Highburn begins. Allies arrive and the cauldron is wielded. I just said OMG Nesta and Cassian. Like most of my initial thoughts for all these chapters, I'm just like, whoa, OMG. these people. OMG, OMG. OMG. Um, okay, so chapter 70, they're basically just watching Bryaxis, the Weaver, and the Bone Carver go to town on Highburn's army. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, destroy them all. Yes. Um, let's see. And the magic is kind of, like, stopped. So, Reese mists, like, just turns these people into nothing. my gosh. Like, just mists a huge amount of Highburn's forces, followed by Asriel using his siphons to further split Highburn's army apart. So, like, there's strategy involved with where they're kind of targeting. Yeah. And then you have, um... Callias, Helion, and Tarquin soldiers charging. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, we're in the middle of war. Like, yeah. it has begun. Yeah. And I love, so Bryaxis and the Carver, they're just like going at it. And I'm sure they're loving this. Yep. And Farrah has to remind them that they are only allowed to kill hybrid soldiers. She yeah. says, both raged against the order, yanking at the leash. They're like, come on. I know. Oh my goodness. Um, so the battle's happening, and I think it's interesting that Reese is still kind of like hanging back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hear some noises, basically, that more armies have arrived. Yeah. It's a horn. I shouldn't say noises. A horn sounded to the north. More armies arrived. It says both armies seem to pause to look, and they look to the northern horizon, and there are three armies. Mm-hmm. One bearing the burnt orange flag of Baron. Oh, man. One having the grass green flag of the Spring Court, and one of mortal men in iron armor bearing a cobalt flag with a striking badger, Grayson's crest. What? What? <laughs> what? Look. I think of all three. Why is Grayson's banner flying? Very confusing. So, uh, as of last time we checked, he despises Elaine. Is yeah. doing nothing. Like, he said he would shelter humans. That's it. They've decided it's time to fight, apparently. Apparently so. Also, as a Hufflepuff, I'm offended that badgers are on their <laughs> banner. They do not deserve to claim <laughs> the badger as their symbol but whatever oh my goodness um but yeah they arrive and eris just like appears next to them and he says we thought you might need some help like screw you eris yes of course we do where have you been and fair is thinking but baron baron had come Mm -hmm. and eris registered our shock and to that and that too and said tamlin made him drag my father out by his neck what tamlin tamlin look at freaking tamlin redemption the little one, but this he's is, trying. This is a massive protection. He saved Farrah, Elaine, and As. We wouldn't be here. No, it doesn't it's matter. Fine. I know, I know. And he's come to save the day. And he got Baron involved. Yes, Hamlin. That definitely was an amazing, exciting move. Yes. Um, and then, I think this is brilliant. Eris's brothers are winnowing to all the caches and, like, arsenals of Feybane and destroying them. Yep. 
Also, why did no one else come up with this plan? I was like, this is, I feel like this is Yeah, but they simple. have the firepower. Like, literally their power is fire. Like, right. they're just going and they're, like, exploding these things. I don't know. I just feel like they're, somebody could have thought this plan. Well, our people are also, like, have been winnowing all night. So maybe, like, winnowing is not I don't know. something they're really capable of doing maybe. right now. But anyway, that's a great plan. Yes. Um, and so as that's happening and everybody's kind of, it's getting messy, yeah. as they like to say. Reese tells Farrah to go now. Yeah. Um. And apparently, like, Weaver is, like, clearing the path to the cauldron. Yeah. Because she can, like, sense it or scent it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reese is, like, going to, you know, command these new three armies, let them know how they go, and Farrah's gonna go with... Amory and Elaine and Nesta to go get the cauldron and it, we're parting ways and I don't like it. No. So Nesta gets sick. Yes. They um, like barely started their trek. Right. Um, and she realizes that like she's it's not really her it's the cauldron. Yes. Because um, she's that like sounding alarm. Right. And so she realizes that they're going to use it and Reese instantly pours out his magic to shield their troops and then Asriel like shields a shield on top of yeah. Reese's. And Nesta starts screaming Cassian's name. Just screaming it. Oh my Over gosh. and over. Oh man. Nesta. Oh. And so the power hits the armies despite those shields. Yeah. She says the force of the power, it shredded Azriel's shield, then resands, and then shredded any siphon made ones. It hollowed out my ears and seared my face, and where a thousand soldiers had been a heartbeat before, ashes rained down upon our foot soldiers. Mm. Like, gone. Like, gone. Like, missed, basically. Yeah. But, like, the best slash worst part is that's where Cassian was. And Nesta saved him by her screaming, because he was up in the air and away from it! Oh my god. Nesta gosh. knew! She knew where the blast was going to hit, and she saved him. Oh my gosh. And there's a quote. It says, Reese was looking at her like he knew too. Like he didn't know whether to scold her for the guilt Cassian would no doubt feel or thank her for saving him. I don't care. He's alive. That's all that matters. I know. I swear. If Cassian, if Cassian dies in (sighs) these moments, at any moment in this, no. Done. No. (laughs) I will have to put these books away. I will, I will hate Sarah J. Mass. This will become an SJM hate podcast. (laughs) Like Never. Do not touch him. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And then there's a second mm-hmm. hit of the cauldron. Yep. And it takes out the bone carver. I know. Well, so Hybern doesn't even care that it, he's, like, aiming it towards his own troops. Yep. I'm like, wow, this guy really, he's great. Piece of work. Mm-hmm. But so he takes aim, and, yeah, the weaver lets out a warning cry for her brother. Oh my gosh, I was like so touched. I don't know why. I know, these terrifying creatures. I'm like, he was no. scared of her. Yes. Like, and she lets out a cry, a warning cry for him, but the carver is killed. Sad face. Sad. Oh, okay. Chapter 71. Mm-hmm. Um, in the immediate aftermath of the cauldron's power, allies arrive that might just change the course of the battle. This chapter! Oh, so I thought this was the end, but it, like, turns out war is going to be even more epic. So epic. Daddy freaking Archeron. Daddy Archeron! I'm dying over here. Because we don't know his name, right? No, I don't think we do. Daddy Archeron, I like it. <laughs> That's always been Daddy Archeron for me. But, mm-hmm. like, 
For reals, dude. Oh my gosh, this gets me so this, bad. This chapter, I can't. There's too many blue stickies representing all my feels. Yeah. Um, so the Illyrians, I was shocked. They take it in stride, losing like a thousand troops. They yeah. just reform ranks. The Peregrine come in to help form the oh ranks. God. And they just continue fighting. Yeah. Which, I mean, props to them. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. They're warriors. This is like... Yeah, but that's... I mean, they know. That's crazy. It is crazy. Um, just like a... In memoriam for the bone carver, I really liked what Favorhead was pondering here. She said, I wondered who would carve his death in the prison, if he had perhaps already carved it for himself on the walls of that cell, if he had wanted to make sure I was worthy not to taunt me, but because he wanted his end, he wanted his end to be worth carving. And as I gazed at that decimated part of the plain, the ashes of the Illyrians still raining down, I wondered if the carver had made it to wherever he had been so curious about going. I know, I like that. I like that. I was never a big bone carver person, but like... Really not. All the feels for him. But like that idea of like, maybe it wasn't to taunt her. Because at first we were like, what, you didn't care yeah. actually about the or, or the Ouroboros? Mm-hmm. But it's like, maybe he knew he would die. That was the whole thing is he wrote deaths in these bones. Yeah. Maybe he knew he would die if he left. Yeah. So he just wanted to make sure it was worth it. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting to ponder. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So Reese tells Cassian to get back to the Illyrians. Yeah. And As says he's going in. Asriel. Oh my gosh. Reese says no, but As snaps back. Chain me to a tree, Reese. Go ahead. I'll rip it out of the ground and fly with it on my damn back. <sighs> I love that. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not just going to sit on the sidelines. Like I can't. Yeah. And yeah. Reese needs to understand that. But it's like. I know he's injured. He's so injured. This is, at this moment, I was just like, what the F are we going to do? I know. I was like, who's going to die out of my inner circle? Who is it? It's terrible. And then, like, even still, so, like, it gets worse because, you know, more horns. Mm -hmm. They look towards the sea out of the west, and there's an armada of highburn ships coming. And so it's like, it's just getting worse. And they're going to be trapped in the middle, basically, because yep. the Amarada's coming from behind. Yep. Um, and so, like, Nesta's barely able to move. Yep. Elaine is vomiting from pure terror. terror. Yeah. like, that's crazy. Um, Farrah looks at Amarin, and this is, like, mentally talking. Mm-hmm. She's like, can it be done with just me? And Amarin meets her gaze and says, maybe, maybe. It never specified how many. Between the two of us, it could be enough. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I know, it's just like... But, like, this is it. Like, this is the last time. It. She, they're going to see them. Like, so, Reese sends Cassie in and Asriel to the front lines, yeah. knowing that he may never see them again. He says, I'll see you on the other side. I knew he didn't mean the battlefield. Oh. No! Stop, stop, No! I put stop. <laughs> <laughs> you are not allowed to die. Stop. Oh. Um, so... I, at this point, I'm just like, we're done. Yes. This is going to hell. And then, more horns from the east. And more ships are appearing. But they're not Highburn's ships! No, there's thousands of winged soldiers and an armada of ships greater than Highburn's. And they are Draken and Miriam's army! Ah! And mortals! And more! Like, it's not just Draken and Miriam and the Seraphim. It's the, like, mortal armies from the continent. Yes. What? Being led by Vasa, Queen Vasa, Vasa. Lucian, and Daddy Archeron. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Oh. You kidding me? So, Draken flies up. Mm-hmm. 
And because Reese like carries Nesta and what is it? She carries no, like Reese carries Feyre and Cass before he leaves. Grabs yes, Nesta. That's what it is. They fly up to see these horns. Like who's who's coming? Who's coming? Um, and it's Draken. Draken flies up to them and he goes, "You could have asked for aid, you know." And it's like Draken, I'm gonna kill you. We went looking for you. We've been looking for you, Draken. Um, and so he kind of realizes, like, yeah, we figured that out. That's why we came. Right. Turns out they shielded themselves very similarly to how they had previously shielded Valaris. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that kind of sucks. But, regardless, um, Dra- Reese asks the Prince Draken, are they friends of yours? And he goes, friends of yours, I think. Some of Miriam's boats are down there, she with them, but most of that came for you. And Nesta says, what? And Draken says, we met up with them on the flight here, saw them crossing the channel, and decided to join ranks. It's why we're a little late. Though we gave them a bit of a push across. Um, and then, okay, so then Draken says, I can't even begin to explain the convoluted story they told me, but they're led by a queen named Vasa. And then it says, I began crying. And I'm like, I feel like I would too at this moment. I'm just relief. I know. And she's, and then it goes, or Draken continues, he says, who apparently was found by, and Pharaoh says, Lucian. And Draken goes, who? Oh, the male with the eye? No. He met up with them later on, told them where to go, to come now, actually. So pushy, you Prithian males. Good thing we, at least, were already on our way to see if you needed help. Who found Vasta? Or, sorry. Who found Vasa, Nesta said. And then the ships are getting closer. And then Draken says he calls himself the Prince of Merchants. Apparently, he discovered the human queens were traitors months ago and had been gathering an independent human army to face Highburn ever since. He managed to find Queen Vasa, and together they rallied this army. He told me that he's got three daughters who live here, and that he failed them for many years, but he would not fail them this time. Are you joking? How? Okay. Are you joking? How does Daddy Archeron know that all his daughters are there? He's been gone. I don't think he knows that they're literally on this battlefield no, but, but he, he knows that they like exist on this land and is impacted oh i guess i assume like he was talking about he knew that they were in prithian and like well yeah like prithian they. was like the greater right well but he knew that they lived on this land but now they're in the human land right now oh i forget they're in the human land okay yeah because yeah, i was like no like i was like he was gone when they became fey how does he know that i don't think sense. he doesn't know they're fey no, he, but I, he knows they're there i forget that they're on the human land yeah i just oh i know that made me tear up so bad as also it's like as a daddy's girl, like, mm-hmm. just, like, stop. Just stop. What's, oh, you'll get It gets the, worse. I was going to say, you're going to cry for this. <laughs> so he named his three personal ships after them, and, and they're sailing at the front. I beheld the names of those ships, the Pharaoh, the Elaine, and leading the charge against Hybern, flying over the waves, unyielding and without an ounce of fear, the Nesta, with my father, our father, at the helm. I can't. That is, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I... I don't even know what to say. I was literally in shock when <laughs> I read this. I'm crying again. I just read this last night. This is not a surprise. It's so Ugh. amazing. Just the fact that he came for them. Like, he came for his kids, and he chose to ride in the Nesta. He failed them for many years, but he would not fail them this time. Seriously? I know. I just... Oh, my gosh. Yes. These are the moments. When I just have such an intense love-hate relationship with SJM. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, God, you make me feel so deeply. Yes. And it hurts. And I but love it. So and good. I hate it. 
but it's so good. Can we skip to chapter 72 so that I can read the first, like, quote? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, Nesta volunteers to distract Highburn as Feyre and Amran plan to nullify the cauldron. Recent and Cassian, like, in the moment makes me want to sob. Like, how heartbreaking and beautiful at the end. But, like, we'll hold off on we'll that. We'll hold off. Like, in the beginning. So the wind whipped away the tears rolling down Nesta's face at the sight of our father's ships. At the sight of the ships, he'd chosen to sail into battle for the daughter who had hated him for not fighting for us who had hated him for our mother dying, for the poverty and despair and years lost. I literally can't. He chose Nesta's ship. <laughs> I literally just put SJM, God, <laughs> on the sticky. And then Draken goes, I take it you're acquainted. And it's like, if you only freaking knew. It's just so much. Oh. But so we get a little bit of clarity as to like, how he found this out so it said he had left my sister said once said to attend a meeting regarding a threat above the wall at that meeting had it become clear that we had been betrayed by our own kind and then and had he then departed under such secrecy that he would not risk the messages to us falling into the wrong hands to find help and i can totally see that that's yeah. how that played out mm -hmm. i didn't realize that the meeting he went to was about a threat in right. the wall and then he's just been gone ever since mm -hmm. so Yep. Um, it looks like Vasa is still a firebird. As she like <laughs> soars towards Hybern's forces and like chars them. I love it. Yes. Love it. Um, okay. So Reese tells uh Draken to get the get the troops on land. Mm -hmm. Draken realizes that Jurian is here, but he's fighting for them. Mm -hmm. So we're okay. Yep. Um, and one thing I noticed that just it's kind of random, but in reference to Miriam, um, Draken said, Miriam's furious with you, by the way. 351 years since you last visited. If we survive, expect to do some groveling. And Reese says, tell that witch it goes both ways. And I'm like, oh, wait, is Miriam a witch? Because you remember the whole oh, thing yeah. about is Nest, like... No, she was made. I remember that. Yeah. Because they were saying she's, like, one of the only people yeah, that so was like, made. Maybe Nesta is a witch. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. But I saw, like, a little connection there. Yeah. Um, and so Firebird is raining hell down. We're getting the troops to go. And Draken actually tells Cassian that he can command his legions. Yeah. So I was like, huh. He's a prince, and he's just like, Take you got it. Yeah. After you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um... But before Cassian can go away, um, Nesta says, wait, use me as bait. Mm. Nesta! I know. So brave. I think she's just stepping up because her dad, like the sight of her dad. It inspired her. I think so. I think so too. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Because, um, oh, because Farrah and Amran were going to go. They yes. were about to leave. And Nesta's like, no, because even if they get to the cauldron, Hybern's still there. Right. Which, so we got to draw Hybern out. Right. So that's why she's like, use me as bait. Yep. Um, and Bree says no, and I love Nesta so yeah. much in this moment. <laughs> she says, you're not my high lord. I may do as I wish, and since he'll sense that you're with me, you need to get far away too. I just, I love that she snaps, <laughs> you're not my high lord. Like, you think you can tell me what to do, sir? No. After he just, like, pointed and misted, like, hundreds of yeah. thousands of souls. You don't tell me you what to do. You think you can tell me what to do? Um, and then Cassian wants to go with Nesta, but Reese says, I said no. Um, I'd never heard him use that tone with Cassian, with any of them. And Cassian said, it's the only shot we have of a diversion, luring him away from that cauldron. You gave everything, Reese. You went through that hell for us for 50 years. You think I don't know what happened? I know, Reese. We all do. And we know you did it to save us. Spare us. Let us return the favor. Let us repay the debt. And Reese says... <laughs> 
There is no debt to repay. His voice broke. The sound of it cracked my heart. Cassian's own voice broke as he said, I never got to repay your mother for her kindness. Let me do it this way. Let me buy you time. I can't. I wasn't sure if the entire... If in the entire history of Illyria there had ever been such a discussion. You can, Cassian said gently. You can, Reese. Save some glory for the rest of us. <laughs> I'm just like dying over here. <sighs> Cassian and Reese. I, the, the bromance. The friendship. I just. It's beautiful. And it's like he. Because he's like saying no, like there's no debt. It's like, well, your mom saved me. Your mom did. Let me do this for your mom. Like, what? Oh, so freaking heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. It's just a lot. And I, <sighs> I do love how he like ends it in like a classic Cassian moment of like, save some, I want some glory too. I know. Let me, let them sing my name But when in the it's books. like, their voices were breaking as they're saying this to each other, I'm like dying over Men's here. Men's voices breaking. It brings me to tears. I don't know why. Instant tears. Instant tears. Men feeling something for once in their lives. I know. <laughs> Oh. Anywho, so Cassian turns to Nesta. Like, he, it's literally like, mm-hmm. I'm not even waiting for you to agree with me. Yeah. Turns to Nesta, says, do you have what you need? Nesta nodded. Amran showed me enough what to do to rally the power to me. And he literally just, like, takes Nesta away. Yeah. And, well, she does say first, she says to Elaine and Feyre, tell father, thank you. I know. Which part of me is like, do you... Do you not think you can tell him yourself? Like, are you not just being a distraction? Like, do you feel like you're sacrificing yourself in this moment? I don't know. Probably. But also, like, the fact that Nesta wants to say thank you to her dad <laughs> is just the biggest turn of events, Ugh. like, that I never expected in no. this series. I never thought no. Daddy Archeron was coming back. No. Biggest plot twist of yes. this entire series, probably. Yep. Um... So Feyre says softly to Reese, he might survive in reference to Cassian. And Reese just says, no, he won't. I swear to God, if Cassian dies. No. No. He can't. Absolutely not. Um, so they leave and Feyre and Amran go to nullify the cauldron. Yep. They're off. Chapter 73. Um, Feyre and Amran make the trek to the cauldron. What were your first thoughts? <laughs> Is Amran evil? What, what is happening here? The F. I, I, no, 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 what? no, 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 Okay. Okay. I know we just said that Daddy Archeron was the biggest plot twist. Amron? Amron? Are you joking right now? Okay. So we got to get there first. Yes. So, okay. So Amron's like breaking through all the king's spells as they're yep. running towards the cauldron. We're basically um, following the weaver. Yes. Just following the weaver who's like seemed to kill everyone in the way and that's like stationed around it. Um, and the weaver's actually waiting there for Feyre so that she can go on killing those that are in the way. Um, and yeah, just another side note. I just love the jewel. The, I love that she's wearing Ianthe. I love it. it. Makes me so happy. Cause it's like freaking Ianthe. I know. You're dead, B. Yes. I love it. Yes. Um, okay. So the king like sees the weaver and he mm-hmm. comes out and he walks up to the weaver and she tells him, like, he can bow to her, which I love. I love it so much. Love, love, love. Um, except he doesn't. He just walks up to her and snaps her neck so fast that she didn't know it was coming. I literally was like, how, how did that happen? I like, I read it again because I was like, easy? wait, what? I was like, no, you can't just kill the weaver with a neck snap. I was like, this is in Vampire diary, Diaries where you just, like, <laughs> snap necks. Like, what? What? Like, and, like, this is the, the weaver. weaver. 
That's how the weaver dies? I know. Felt very lame. And, like, Thera mentions that she's, like, maybe in other circumstances this wouldn't have killed the weaver, but he, like, throws the weaver's body to, like, his weird hound dog thing. The naga hounds. And they just start tearing it apart, so the we- the weaver's gone. Like, bone carver gone, weaver gone. We've got Bryaxis. Oh, god! I think, somewhere just floating around. Yep. But, yes, yeah, so that was unexpected. It felt way too easy. Yeah. I was like, did she just, like, did she maybe just resign herself at that point? Like, I don't know. You gonna go now? I don't know. I but, don't know. so, the king does that and says, the king was staring northward toward Nesta, because she's starting to rally her powers. Right. And so, it says, that power, her power, surged again, beckoning as the cauldron atop this rock now called to me. He gazed toward the sea, the battle raging there. And says, I could have sworn he was smiling as he winnowed away. That does not bode well for Nesta. No. At all. No. He is too excited. Yeah. About this. Um, um, but because he's gone, we now get to approach the cauldron. Mm-hmm. And Amran kind of takes charge. Yep. And Amran tells Farah to put your hand on the cauldron. Mm-hmm. And B was lying. Yeah, it takes, like, all of Farrah's mind to concentrate on, like, remaining there in the present. Okay, so Amran watched me for a long moment and did not read from the book, did not put it in my hands. She shut the gold pages and shoved it behind her with a kick. Amran had lied. She did not plan to leash the king or his army with the cauldron and the book. And whatever trap she had set, I had fallen right into it. No! I am sorry. What the heck is happening? I was like, is, I... is Amran that spy that had, like, relayed the information to Hybern, oh. like, way back when? My gosh. It, how, I forgot about the spy. How is Amran bad? What is happening? How can Amran be the bad? I was like, she's the one that protected Valaris for 50 years yeah. under, when Amarantha was gone? Yeah. Or reigning? How is Amran bad? How is this happening? How did she trick... Why would she trick Farah? I don't know, and I hate it. I just... Ah. Okay. Okay. Chapter 74, last mm-hmm. chapter. Um, we take a bit of a pivot. This chapter is about Nesta and Cassian fighting the king of Hybern. <laughs> I, there's no I, Listeners, I wish you could have seen Sarah's face <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> it kills me. This is like, oh, I am all the feels in this chapter. It this is like chapter. too much. Too much, man. Oh my gosh. I just... And it's a, it's a very draining chapter. Yeah. So we start off with Amran, who says, I'm sorry I lied to you. Why? Again, no clarification. What, what? is happening, Amran? But we don't get to dive into this. No. Because because Pharaoh's like touching the cauldron and the cauldron, I guess, like its mind is like wandering into battle. Yeah. Pharaoh goes on this like journey with the cauldron She's through like battle. Half, half there, half like flying through battle, but she can see that they're definitely losing. Yes. So she's almost like observing the battle from above. Right. Looking at all of this stuff mm-hmm. and kind of like seeing these different pieces. One of the pieces she sees is Resand mm. turning into beast mode. Like full on beast Full on. It was a thing of nightmares. Nothing human or fey in it. It was a creature that lived in black pits and only emerged at night to hunt and feast. The face, it was those creatures that had been carved into the rock of the Court of Nightmares that made up his throne. The throne not only a representation of his power, but of what lurked within. In the wings, Hybern soldiers began fleeing. Helion beheld what happened and ran too, but towards Reese, shifting as well. If Reese was a flying terror crafted from shadows and cold moonlight, Helion was his daytime equivalent. Gold feathers and shredding claws and feathered wings. It's like such a visual. 
I love it. I know. But also, it's really scary. I know. <laughs> like, I think creepy, bat bird, weird, I don't know, just I terrifying know. thing. TV show, when we get to this point. Very curious. Very, very curious. And also, it makes me wonder, because we touched on this briefly about what all of the High Lords mm-hmm. can change into. Yeah. Because we only see these two in this chapter, and we know Tamlin mm-hmm. turns into his, like, wolf with horns. Yeah. What do the other High Lords turn into? I don't know. The question. Or can they? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, we, we were there. Now the cauldron whips her away to Nesta. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and the king's there. The king arrives. And her power is, like, rallying. Mm-hmm. But when the king winnows there, it's not, he's not by himself. Nope. He has Daddy Archer on with him and a sword at his throat. No. Oh. Leave him alone. Daddy Archer on, man. Do you remember that video of, that was on YouTube for a while about, it was a guy with like makeup running down his face being like, leave Britney alone. And it was about Britney Spears. Do you remember this? I don't. It was like a pop culture moment. I'll have to show this to you, but that is how I felt inside. But like around (laughs) Daddy Archer on. I was like, leave him alone. Let him be. He's a hero. I know. Leave him alone. Anyway, okay. I'll show that to you later. But I hope, listeners, you catch my pop culture reference from 15 years ago. But (laughs) (laughs) anywho. um, So Nesta and Daddy Archeron are having this, like, moment. Daddy Archeron. Daddy Archeron. He just looks at her and says, Nesta. Like, just the one word. Just saying her name. It's 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 breaking me. And then he says, I loved you from the first moment I held you in my arms. And I am, I am so sorry, Nesta. My Nesta. I am so sorry for all of it. I can't. Because the King of Highburn is like having his little monologue in the bathroom. They're just all ignoring him. Yeah. And it's just, they're so, it's so sweet. It's so beautiful. Like, I love this, like, forgiveness, redemption. Like, coming full circle. I know. (laughs) She was such a bitch to you. I know. And, like, you failed them mutually. It was a mess. But, like, she was yours all along. I know. I can't. And she says to the king, please. And he responds, what will you give me, Nesta Archeron? I love the last name Archeron for some reason. I it, love it, like, it. It's always so intense when they throw it in yes. there. Anyway. Well, and just, like, pausing on last names. Mm-hmm. We don't know many people's last names. No. So it's like, I always, like, there's significance. Yeah. We don't know what it is yet, but there's some significance with this last name. Yes. So he says, what will you give me, Nesta Archeron? Will you give it, will you give back what you took? She says, yes. He says, even if I have to carve it out of you? Our father snarled. Don't you lay your filthy hands on my daughter. I heard the crack before I realized what happened. Before I saw the way my father's head twisted. Saw the light freeze in his eyes. What's with the neck snapping? Why? <laughs> Why are we snapping all the necks? I just, I like you were just bargaining, yes. King of Highburn. Why did you just kill him? I don't know. Uh, just to prove his power and to show that he's in charge. I don't know. I hate him so much. Ugh, but Nesta's power like instantly goes out. Obviously, she's devastated. Completely devastated. But Cassian. He steps up and, like, uses what power he has left to engage the king. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so he's kind of, like, getting the king further away from their father's body. Right. 
And it says, Nesta knelt before our father, her face a void. She gazed into his still open eyes, closed them gently, hands steady as stone. Cassian had shoved the king deeper into the trees. His shouts rang out. Nesta leaned forward to press a kiss to our father's blood-spattered brow. And when she lifted her head, the cauldron thrashed and roiled for Nesta's eyes, limning her skin, uncut power. I can't imagine just the rage that's boiling in Nesta right now. Um, And then especially because literally right after that, Cassian is screaming because Mm -hmm. the King of Highburn is like... Breaking his wings. Breaking his wings, hurting him. The siphons are becoming dull. His bones, like he snaps his bones. Oh, yeah. So Nesta tells the king to stop. She said Nesta took in his broken body, the pain in Cassian's eyes, and angled her head. The movement was not human, not fey, purely animal, purely predator. And when her eyes lifted to the king again, I am going to kill you, she said quietly. And Nesta unleashes her power. Only the king moves. He moves out of the way. I was like, no! I mean, I see how that could have happened. Yeah, it was predictable because the king knew that she was about to unleash her power. Yeah, well, and then he goes like, magnificent, barely trained, brash, but magnificent. Like, he knows she does not have control over this power at all. So that's why it would be so easy for him to get out of the way. Yeah. Um... But then I literally, I just, like, I got mad. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was already mad at the king, but I get even madder. Because, you know, she she spent all of her power in that blow. Like, right. Because she, she doesn't know how to control it. Mm-hmm. And Cassian is crawling to her, telling her to go. And the king goes, this seems familiar. Was it him or the other bastard who crawled towards you that day? And I was like, you bastard. <laughs> but like, it, it's eerily similar. It is eerily But I was like... Don't you dare. <laughs> don't don't you dare even, like, reference him. No, you don't, don't deserve it. My bad boys are not bastards. No. Uh, you're the bastard. Ugh. I hate it. And the king is being, he's saying those things. Mm-hmm. And Nesta goes as if she's, like, going to kneel towards him. Mm-hmm. But it's not to comfort. She grabs this blade and she's just like, I don't have powers. That's fine. I'll kill you with a sword. Yep. Let's go. Um, and the king is, again, continuing to be a jerk. He goes, shall I see what the Illyrians taught you? Which we know is nothing. Right. Just not helpful. Yeah. Um, so this battle does not last long. But no. she's trying to, like, buy Hyper, or buy Cassian a little bit of time. Right. She's drawing him away. Um, but he winds up, like, smacking her across the face, which I'm just like, that's I hate that so, so rude. Much. I hate that so much for her. I know. And so she winds up blasting him back with, like, the little bit of power that she was able to get back. Yes. And it was like, it was a ploy. She was trying to get him close, lower his guard, and then boom. Right. Got some power. She runs to Cassian to try and get him up, but he can't. Like, he's just, no. Cassian tells her to go, but she won't. She goes, you're too heavy. I can't. He's coming. I know. (laughs) So the king comes back, right? Yes. She blasted him through these woods. He's slowly walking back because he knows they're not going anywhere. Yes. Okay. And that's when, because she says she won't leave him. Yes. So, Cassian grunted in pain, but lifted his bloody hands to cup her face. I have no regret in my life but this, that we did not have time. That I did not have time with you, Nesta. She didn't stop him as he leaned up and kissed her lightly, as much as he could manage. Cassian said softly, brushing away the tear that streaked down her face, I will find you again in the next world, the next life, and we will have that time. I promise. I literally (laughs) cannot. I cannot. Oh, that is just beautiful. It's too much. Oh, 
So Nesta looked at the king with death twining around his hands and then down at Cassian and covers his body with her own. I can't. It's just pause. Just pause right here. <laughs> Everyone just group sob over group here. Sob. And then it says Cassian went still, then his hands slid over her back together. They'd go together. Is this not, this is the most romantic thing I think I've ever. For two people that like don't even talk. Like she never even <laughs> is nice to him. Barely. She never acknowledges him. Yeah, there's just been like this tension. I know. Building. They don't have a love story like Feyre or Reese or even like Feyre and Tamlin. From no. Her. Like this is not a conventional love story in any way. No. Why is it also the most romantic thing? <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> okay. <sighs> So, so Pharaoh's basically like praying to this cauldron, like literally I'll do anything. Yes. Save them. Do not let them die. Mm -hmm. It looks dire. The king is just coming up on them, power in hand, ready to just blast them to hell. She said the king's hand began to drop and then halted. A choking noise came out of him, but as, as a black blade broke, that's hard to say, <laughs> as a black blade broke through the king's throat, spraying blood, I realized that someone else had. Elaine stepped out of the shadow behind him and rammed Truth Teller to the hilt through the back of the king's neck as she snarled in his ear, Don't you touch my sister. What? Elaine! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I literally can't! Elaine, Elaine. We're talking about Elaine who was vomiting from pure terror. But like, you mess with her sister? Oh my god. She's gonna come to play. And you know Az was involved. Like, he was hiding her in the shadow. Yes! He had to have been. Because that's what happened. Because I think it literally said, yeah, it said Elaine stepped out of a shadow behind him. Yes. She's been hiding in the shadows. Are you joking? Oh, my gosh. Are you joking? Oh. This freaking book. I know. That's major twist, guys. Oh, my. Of all the people to kill Hybern, Elaine was, like, Elaine. the last person ever to kill Elaine. Hybern. Elaine. And then also, I just want to flashback. Let's go back like 20 pages. Oh, whoa. To Reese's speech. Oh, yes. Where, here we go. Wait for it. Wait for it. So Reese looked at his, looked at the sisters and said, we've not known each other for long, but I have to believe that you were brought here into our family for a reason too. And maybe today we'll find out why. Yeah. Shadowing. Oh, we did. We found out. We found out exactly why Elaine was here. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. And that's how we freaking end this section. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, but like, how amazing. So epic. <laughs> god, so epic. Um. Okay. Next week we go to the end, chapter seventy five through eighty two. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be our last like week of episodes. Next week. Mm -hmm. Um. I think. Just like a heads up, we're going to take a couple weeks break between this season and the next season where we do Frost and Starlight, but we'll dive into that more next week. Yep. Um, but we hope you guys enjoyed. We sure did. We sure did. I, it's so funny because it's like I read the night before in preparation for this mm -hmm. and then we talk about it again. And you might think like, oh, you've read these before. You're basically rereading it two days in a row. Yeah. You'd get bored. Literally not. No, no. No. I could read this every day for forever. I know. And be excited and happy. Yes. Anywho. Okay. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. 
please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at Furies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.